Hello, I'm Joel Meeker, and this is Verse by Verse, a short podcast that explores the insights and lessons of the inspired Word of God. Today we're looking at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 7 to 10, which say, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. First, let's explore the meaning of grace. We've been saved by grace. What does that mean? Grace exemplifies God's approach toward us. The word comes from the Greek word charis, which can also be translated kindness, blessing, favor, gift, or goodwill. Grace is not something that we can earn or merit. It is a freely given gift because of God's love. In the context of sin and forgiveness, it means the unmerited pardon of our sins. As it says in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace, which He made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. There it is. We are forgiven our sins through Christ's shed blood, applied to us as God's free gift. Forgiveness is not something we can earn through any action. Sadly, grace, especially in the context of the law or what the Bible calls works, is often misunderstood. Grace is often placed in opposition to obeying God's perfect law. Either you obey the law or you have grace. As if God expecting us to keep His commandments somehow negates the idea of a free gift from Him. If we have to do anything at all, then it's not free. But the Bible makes clear that this is not so. Many passages in the Bible show that God expects us to stop sinning. That's what repentance is, to stop sinning. And 1 John chapter 3, verse 4 says, Sin is the transgression of the law. So to repent, we have to stop sinning. And to stop sinning, we must submit to and obey God's law. When Jesus said, Repent and believe the gospel, when Peter said, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, those are clear commands. We must do those things to have our sins forgiven. The forgiveness is still a free gift. The fact that we stop violating God's law can't forgive our past sins. It just means we won't commit new ones. We will come to more resemble God in His way of love. If I were to say to you, I will give you a gift of $100 if you step over this line, would you earn the $100? Would you deserve or merit the $100 because you stepped across a line? No, it would be an unearned gift with a qualifying condition attached. Let's reread Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. That is exactly right, of course. But God does require us to repent, to stop sinning, to live in accordance with His law in order to receive that free gift. Now the second part of the passage today. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So we're told to repent, to stop sinning, but God's goal for us goes much farther than that. We shouldn't just stop sinning, doing bad. We must actively do good. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 5, verse 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works 
and glorify your Father in heaven. What are good works? Well, we just read in Matthew actions like setting a good Christian example in a way that brings glory to God. Ephesians 4 verse 28 says, Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. So we work hard enough to have enough to help others in need. A woman named Dorcas is held up as an example of good works in Acts chapter 9 verse 36. When she died, it says, And all the widows stood by, weeping, showing the tunics and garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. That's an example of good works. Paul explained some good works this way. Let them do good, that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share. And Jesus explained that God evaluates our good works as a function of what we're able to do. Mark 12 explains, Now Jesus sat opposite the treasury, and he saw how the people put money into the treasury, and many who were rich put in much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which make a quadrants, two of the smallest coins that existed in the Roman Empire. So he called his disciples to himself, and he said, Assuredly, I say to you that this poor widow put in more than all those who have given to the treasury, for they all put in out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, put in all that she had, her whole livelihood. God promises to remember all the good works that we do to honor Him. Hebrews 6.10 says, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown toward His name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. When we do good, we're acting like our Father in heaven. As James reminded in chapter 1 verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. God wants His children to be like Him. God has been good and is exceedingly gracious to us. He freely forgives our sins, opening the door to eternal life. And He wants us to do good to others around us to further His work on the earth. Verse by Verse is a companion podcast to the Daily Bible Verse blog, which you can find on the Life, Hope, and Truth Learning Center. Check out the show notes for more. Thank you.